see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome to Unpacked with PMMI. I'm your host, Sean Riley. Pack Expo International returned with a vengeance in 2022, surpassing numbers from the good old days when nobody was familiar with COVID-19 and pandemics were things you learned about in history class. While the show is in the books, we can certainly still discuss some of the trends and technologies seen on the show floor. Today, we eavesdrop on my conversation with two esteemed PMMI editors, Matt Reynolds from Packaging World and Michael Costa from Pro Food World. The pair provide just a glimpse at some of the technologies that stood out to their trained eyes, as well as trends that continue to emerge based off of their findings. Let's have a listen. Hi, and welcome to Pack Expo's Must See Technology and Trends. I'm your host, Sean Riley, and today I'm joined by two esteemed PMMI Media Group editors. I have to my far right, Matt Reynolds from Packaging World. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure's all mine. And also Michael Costa from Pro Food World. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. So we just wrapped up the first day of the show, and it's been a long time since we've been back in Chicago, but I have to think that some of the usual topics, the usual suspects are, are some of the things that you guys probably saw right away, whether it's things around sustainability, uh, things to solve the workforce crisis, those type of things. So I guess uh, jumping in with you, Michael, is that something that you would say is a fair statement? There's a lot of that out there on the floor. And is there anything in particular that stood out? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the, a few of the trends that I saw walking the show today uh, were the old standbys, uh, labor and energy savings mostly. Uh, I know we've heard a lot about these topics over the years, but as each year passes, the, the solutions become a bit more refined. Um, and so today I stopped by a couple of pump manufacturers. And for those who don't know what pumps are, what, what they do in a food processing uh, scenario, there's really only one of, there's only two ways to move food and beverage product uh, through a facility. One is pumps and the other is a conveyor. So um, pumps are really handy if you have liquids or viscous materials that you obviously wouldn't put on an open conveyor. So pumps and pipes are very important to the industry. Uh, one company I visited was Graco, and they have a new electric pump, which is, uh, 80, uses 80% less energy than a traditional pneumatic air diaphragm pump. And so the idea here is that over the long haul, because compressed air is so expensive to use, can be so expensive to use, uh, that electric pumps are going to save a lot on energy and be more efficient with, uh, than compressed air. And then another pump company I visited was Uniblock, uh, which is debuting a line of different sized pumps. Uh, so if you're a startup food and beverage company and, and you're, you're looking to scale up your production, you can pick a size pump that sort of fits what your 
production model is instead of buying a, a large one-size-fits-all pump, and it might that would be an inefficient uh, use of that, uh, you know, as your, your, your business model is not set up for it yet. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Now, how about you, Matt? Anything that would tie well, in? Um, so <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, earlier, you mentioned um, uh, labor savings and energy savings, and you kind of had the microcosm of the pump as an example, but it's everywhere. You're in the uh, Lakeside Hall. I'm over here in the South Hall today, and uh, you know the, the energy savings on equipment is, is quite important. Every nickel, every every uh, anything, any area you can save margin is great, and, and the energy savings is both uh, a, a cost savings measure and it's also a sustainability measure. It's kind of so, like a, it, it always seems to me as kind of the low hanging fruit to like, okay, well, if we can cut energy, that's something where now we're being more sustainable. It seems like the first step that people can sort of take to, to kind of cut that out. It is, and, and it, it saves on bills as well. So, uh, you know, two birds with one stone mm -hmm. there. Uh, one example, uh, I was at the Linmot booth. That's uh, uh, kind of short for linear motion, but Linmot does, uh, you know, uh, linear motion uh, servo drives that are replacing, like you mentioned, compressed air, replacing or, um, you know, one-to-one -one replacement for what were formerly uh, pneumatic systems mm -hmm. um, and using, instead of compressed air, using electricity, which is a lot cheaper. Um, so uh, a lot of savings can be had there. Uh, let's see, where else was I? Uh, Yamato, Yamato Scales. Um, they have a new product. It's called, uh, I get this right, it's an automatic diving funnel for uh, inline tray filling. So the cool thing about this is this used to be a process for leafy greens, like tray filling, rigid plastics or rigid containers, any kind of container with leafy greens. Because it's such a light, leafy product, a lot of manual uh, operations, this is a way to do a formerly manual operation that is going to now be automated. So again, automating oh, awesome. anything uh, is labor savings there. Sure. Um, so just a couple of areas. Uh, oh, one more. Uh, Syntagon, uh, they've got uh, a coffee bagger. It's called the PMX coffee bagger. Uh, that's new at this show. I think it was uh, released earlier this year. But again, this is something that um, uh, has a condition monitoring system so that uh, minimizes energy usage, as you mentioned, and also minimizes material usage. And uh, yeah. uh, this is a, a machine that's able to do coffee bag, coffee pouches, and so on with mono monolayer materials, which is another huge trend that we're seeing all over the show floor. Uh, so uh, those, are all, those are just three examples that I saw today that, that are energy saving and they are labor saving. Yeah, I know the monolayer is a big thing that you've talked about on podcasts, and I've seen stories that you've written in Packaging World where people are trying to get either back to or if they've never had a, a monolayer just because of the whole issue with MRFs and recycling and stuff like that, and it's just an easier material to put out there. Very interesting. It's, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's recycle-ready material, but it's not necessarily going to be recycled here in the United States, which is kind of a smoke and mirrors, but it, right. it's a necessary step. Um, right now, there's a lot being done on creating a truly circular film-to-film um, -film type of uh, uh, recycling. What happens now most frequently is these films, these monolayer films, um, are able to be recycled, whether it's through in-store drop-off or maybe it's back-of-the-house stuff um, like uh, stretch wrap around pallets and so mm -hmm. on. Um, it's very difficult to recycle those. They can be turned into, let's say, you know, outdoor equipment like chairs or right. swing sets or carpeting. But now more and more, there's, there's a story that I'm writing right now that's going to be in the November issue is talking about true film-to-film -film recycling. Uh, so the monolayer materials really play a starring role in that, in that scenario. Oh, so that's really cool. So like, as you're, I guess to dumb it down for me, is basically you're, you're taking a film and you're able to recycle it and then reuse it again as a film. As another film, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, here's some examples. I just uh, checked down. Uh, Supac has its pure PE polyethylene. Um, and what's interesting about Sudpak is they, they make the machine also, 
Um, so they, they make both the film itself and this pure PE and the machine. And one knock against uh, monolayer materials historically is, especially the early ones, um, mm-hmm. has been they aren't quite as machinable. They don't have maybe the, you know, the, the, the puncture resistance or, or the machinability qualities because, uh, because they're only one material. Right. So, uh, but Sudpak is actually doing both the, the material itself and the machine. So it's clearly a machinable um, polyethylene there. Uh, Constantia over in the West Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're doing what's called their uh, Perpetua um, solution, and that's on the uh, polypropylene side. So it's the PP uh, mono material. Uh, Henkel and Siegwerk. I may be mispronouncing Siegwerk. I apologize. Oh yeah, it's a validated oxygen barrier coating, so that enables uh, mono materials. Again, when you go to a mono, you don't have the the ability to sandwich three or four different layers of functional layers of materials together. You've just got one layer, so that's where the sealant actually pr- uh, provides the barrier. So that's pretty cool. So a lot of cool stuff with monolayer materials. Mike, you, uh, Michael, have you seen anything like that? Or? Yeah, actually, uh, today in Lakeside Hall, favorite, his favorite <laughs> hall. Shout out to the Lakeside Hall. And uh, it's, it's not just it's not just processing. No, that's, no I've heard not. that. Yeah. So There's, speaking of that, I stopped by TC Transcontinental, and they're debuting their line of uh, Via Verte recycle ready PCR packaging okay. uh, materials. It's film. Uh, one is 38% PCR, the other is 50% PCR, and they're focused on uh, home and care products like food and beverage, uh, you know, coffee, tea, meat, poultry, that sort of thing. So uh, one of the people I talked to at TC said that uh, 37% of U.S. consumers say the package for their packaging for their products uh, is a factor in their buying decisions. That's not that's not news. Right. But what but I thought was interesting was that 49% of household product launches, so new products, include a claim for sustainable packaging on the label. So this, uh, the Via Verte material, the PCR material, is really tying into that trend. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, a stat from General Mills not too long ago that um, they're, of their entire product line, General Mills is a brand owner that's got a lot of you know different that brands. Do, yes. But the brands that are uh, positioned as sustainable are selling or are growing at a seven times seven x rate compared to their brands that aren't um, you know uh, positioned as sustainable brands. So that's just a factor that that's why it's everywhere here at Pack Expo. And you mentioned PCR at TC Transcontinental. That's a whole lot of acronyms there, PCR. (laughs) So uh, PCR is post-consumer resin or post-consumer recycled material. Both seem to work. I was going to explain that, but I I left that to him. (laughs) But but that's another thing. We talked about monolayer materials. PCR is another thing, too. It's not just – it's not necessarily uh, something that that there's a ton of available right Mm -hmm. now. Uh, There's, I think, of the – PCR available, PET is kind of like the the golden chip. Right. There's the most available material there. But uh, increasingly, we're seeing PP and PE tr- uh, streams as well. And one was, uh, let's see, oh, Pro Ampac. Yeah, they've got their line of uh, films for both horizontal and for vertical uh, flow packing, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, and they're doing quite a bit with PCR. PCR, And it's high content PCR. It might not be 100% PCR, mm-hmm. but it's a higher, higher content. And again, that re- just reduces the total amount of version that's used. Um, and then we mentioned PET. Uh, there's also uh, Techniplex. They've got their 100% PCR uh, egg cartons that they're showing today. But again, there's more available PET, so that's right. why they can get to that 100% level. Very interesting. Mike, anything else? Because Michael is also our newest uh, PMG editor. Uh, he came on board the most recent, so I don't want Matt to take all the uh, the attention here. Anything else you saw out there, Michael, that you want to touch on? 
Yeah, one other uh, aspect, uh, line changeovers. Uh, and again, it was, it was a packaging and film company, uh, Windmuller and Holscher. Mm-hmm. So they're debuting uh, at the show here their easy-to-change system, like a print song, you know, easy, number two, change. Oh, I like that. So easy to remember. <laughs> Prince um, was an artist, uh, children, who, <laughs> who was very famous uh, 35, 40 years ago. Yes. Okay, okay. They know him in Minnesota. So. They do. Uh, so easy to change. The, the whole idea is it speeds up line changes by 70%, and it cuts the, the time to do it in half. So uh, it's really, it's, it's not a fully automated system, but it's more of a, it's more of a support tool for line operators, and it, um, it, it's... You know, it, we talked about line changeovers earlier. Yeah, it's, it's huge. I mean, every second that you can, it's downtime. You're taking downtime out of, uh, out of your process by reducing the total amount of changeover time. Um, and one, I mean, I saw the same thing you did out on the show floor this time in the, in the South Hall. Uh, Delcor, uh, they debuted their Trefecta S-series. Trefecta is a trait uh, erector, um, but it's a three-minute changeover. I mean, that, when you have a changeover that's that fast, mm-hmm. then you're, you're, you're really limiting downtime. Another one was uh, Triangle. They showed um, with their new uh, Delta Zipper Tape vertical form fill seal. Um, again, uh, that's uh, mostly for, like, three-sided pillow bags. Um, again, under 10 minutes for changeover for that. So imagine having, uh, in, in this era of skew proliferation, where... You, you don't just have one size fits all pouch. You've got maybe ten different sizes, right. and you've got to change change that over again every second that you can save uh, in changeover time really helps. And again, just like Michael saw, that's what I'm seeing too on the show floor. And I have to think from a uh, again we're, we're we've touched on it. And we've mentioned the labor issue. It, it has to make it easier for labor or new incoming labor if it is i mean i have to imagine if it's three minutes to change over it's going to be a lot easier than the ones that would take 20 minutes to an hour to change over it's got to be a simpler process to be able to happen that fast yeah absolutely and with with the labor market the way it is you 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 don't necessarily have access to people who've been there for 20 years and know exactly what you know is going on so the, the more hmis and changeover systems that are built for um really being intuitive uh whether that's through um you know, like what you call a GUI, like a user interface kind mm-hmm. of situation that's, that's intuitive, usually a touchscreen HMI, uh, and possibly preset uh, recipes or, or and so on. So it's really simple for people, even new folks, uh, to be able to, to make these changeovers. And a lot of the companies that are creating these fast, all the OEMs that are creating these fast changeover systems, uh, they've got that in mind. They need to make sure that operators are able to do that and follow along without a manual that's, you know, a 100-page PDF to do a changeover. Perfect. Well, that... This was awesome. I appreciate you guys. You were both running around from, you know, sun up till now uh, covering the show floor. And we appreciate you taking a couple minutes to come out here and sort of share with the people at home what they're missing and what they need to get down here and, uh, and, and take part in the next couple of days. So I want to thank again Matt Reynolds and thank you Michael Costa for coming on Must See Technology and Trends. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.